Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Calling all Gleeks. I'm Kevin McHale. And I'm Jenna Ashkowitz. We became best friends on the set of Glee. And now we're doing the Glee recap podcast you have been waiting for. How romantic. Each week we'll take you behind the scenes. Spill all the Glee tea. And break down episodes from season one with former cast, crew, producers, and writers that brought the show to life. I think everyone needs a little more party in their lives. Get new episodes of Showman's every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and PodcastOne.com. Napa know-how. Now at Napa, get a free Chase Elliott racing hat with any $25 purchase. Set of brakes? That'll cover it. New battery? Hat-worthy. Replacing an air filter? Then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break $25? Chase approved. So get what you need and a free Chase Elliott hat. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Offer ends 331 Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man this is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Wednesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Once again, we will uh, be looking for a new TV partner at the end of this month. It will not be on AT&T, DirecTV, Audience Channel 239, and also BR Live. But uh, just wanted to give you a heads up. Radio stays the same. Podcast stays the same. Great partners here. Uh, more information. As soon as I get it, I'll let you know where you can uh, find the show. And you can always go to the Dan Patrick uh, uh, Show stream on YouTube and be able to watch it as well. So we'll let you know with all of that. Just don't want this to be one of those where you wake up on that Monday uh, you know, to start a march and go, where, where'd, they, where'd they go? I hope you say that, where'd they go? But uh, we hope to be able to tell you where to find us. Yes, Paul. Or you may just continue on with your life. and <laughs> it may not... Wait. That, that wouldn't have an impact on people? No, I think so. a lot of people would be, not billions. I, well, no, I don't think anybody has billions. <laughs> I'd settle for a million. We'll take them. Yeah, but of course we'll uh, continue to churn out great radio content. If not, we'll go door to door. Yeah, we will. I did that when I started this show. <laughs> I, I remember going door to door at radio stations because when I left the mothership and I go, all right, these radio affiliates around the country, they're going to come in. I was on 300 radio affiliates at ESPN. Then you get out and you go, hey, these, these uh, you know, different markets kind of moved in their uh, separate direction after that. I go, wait, hello, you remember me at SportsCenter? I think we had 12 stations when we started out. I even, I think I even hummed the uh, SportsCenter theme song just to remind him. Da, 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 da. You remember how long it was that it gave out the uh, ESPN phone number to call oh in? Oh, my like, God. It's just impossible to break. <laughs> I know. Hey, if you like, get in touch with us, and then yeah. I give out the ESPN number. Oh, it does. Wrong phone number. Thank God for KLAC in Los Angeles. Don Martin and company took a chance on us, and the rest is history. Been there forever. Yes, we have. And we hope to stay there for at least another five years. By the way, USA Today has a list of 13 players who may get cut. 
starting with Cam Newton and Andy Dalton. So you got a lot of quarterbacks who could be changing teams, and the Panthers embraced change earlier this year when they decided they were going to play the long game with the hiring of Matt Rule as head coach. Then Luke Keekley retires. Greg Olson, they decided that they don't want to bring him back. Cam Newton, a trade is possible with Cam, but right now his health status is unclear as he comes off that injury that sidelined him for all but two games last season. The Panthers would recoup $19 million by closing the books on Cam Newton, and that final decision might depend more on whether the franchise envisions him as a part of the reboot here or expendable. And we don't know that. That's why when I'm asked about Cam Newton, what would you do if you're Carolina? Until I know, if you say he's healthy and ready to play, even though, how old is Cam? It, it, it's 30, 31? 30, I believe, yeah. So he's the same age as Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is going to be 30, and Cam, I think, is 30. I'd rather have Cam Newton, if, if, if both are healthy, which Taysom Hill is, I'd rather have Cam Newton than Taysom Hill. Yes, McLaughlin. It's just kind of funny that you're comparing Taysom Hill in that conversation. Well, well Taysom Hill is looking at being a franchise quarterback. He One guy's that. an MVP. And, well, no, that's what he thinks. Apparently him and Sean Payton are the two people who think that, and we're all running with it. Do we know if anybody in the NFL views him as that? I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything. on, Like he's undrafted out of college. I mean, I, 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 it's all Lamar Jackson. He is a product of Lamar Jackson that you can run a quarterback 20 times a game. If that's the direction they're going in, then I get it. I understand that that's what you're off. You know, I'm sure Sean Payton goes, oh, my gosh, that'd be so great to be able to devise new plays here, and we could be really creative here, as opposed to a pocket passer with Drew Brees, if Drew doesn't come back. Do you think Sean Payton is privately wishing that maybe Drew doesn't come back, that he does retire, and then he gets to have this project there with Taysom Hill. It feels like that. Like, man, I need to be reinvigorated here. But this isn't a team that is on the rebuild. Like, they're they're ready. They're a favorite here. They'd be on the short list of Super Bowl contending teams. Yeah, McLovin. It feels like every time Taysom Hill gets in, he runs for a first down out of the quarterback position. But is he going to be able to do that if, he's, if they're gearing up for him? I would imagine not as easy. I, I don't know. I'm worried about his passing, not his running. It's a big deal. I mean, he's hard to stop. He's really no, fast he, and he really is, big and really strong. It's great. The Chicago Bears had a quarterback in the 60s named Bobby Douglas. And Bobby Douglas, I think, rushed for 900 yards. I don't know if he threw for 900 yards. But he could run. That could, He might work. Bobby Douglas might work in 2020. You've got to be able to throw. The, because they made it so easy for you to throw now. They protect you. Uh, they've taken away every advantage the defense has had, and you should be able to complete at least 65% of your passes. Yeah, Paul. The one big difference with comparing to Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson didn't take three years off the position to play another position and not practice the position in, in reps in, in practice. The last time he played quarterback, Taysom Hill, was 2016. He was pretty good. He averaged 59%. You know, 12 touchdowns, 11 picks. He was a nice option college quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that's the last time he's played the position. And I'm guessing at practice, uh, Drew Brees gets the line share of the reps, and then Teddy Bridgewater, I'm guessing Taysom Hill didn't get a lot of run. He might be the scout team quarterback. Right. I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah, McLovin. 
I think it's this uh, this extra blocker thing, you know, like the wildcat trend, where if you have if your quarterback's a runner too, you get an extra blocker. Okay, would play. you take Taysom Hill or Teddy Bridgewater if Drew Brees retires? If I ran the same, yes. Logic says Teddy Bridgewater. My heart says I would do Taysom Hill. Your heart. I don't know what the upside. Wait, of Teddy what does Bridgewater. that mean? Your, I would. Your, I would definitely do Taysom. Your Hill. What's the upside of Teddy? You got Bridgewater? something planned for Friday for Taysom Hill? I, I'm like everybody. I love when Taysom Hill comes in the game. It's like. It's so exciting. Dear it's so different. Jason. I was a guy wild card. I, I wanted wildcat quarterback to take over the NFL. I was like, let's do it. You know, I don't. I don't want the wildcat to take over. That's Taysom. I mean, he's the wildcat. I don't want guy. the wildcat. I don't want that. Yes, Todd. But that's the thing which you alluded to earlier. It's about coming in as opposed to playing the whole game and what strategy they can figure out if he's constantly in there. He becomes special because he comes in in unique situations. You're right. That's that's true. Now you gear up. You gear up for Lamar Jackson. You know, you know what he does do well and doesn't do well, or what you want to force him into. They would do the same thing with Taysom Hill. I just, I don't want to take that chance on a guy who's thirty. If you said he's twenty-five, and we can develop him, he's thirty. Yeah, Paul. Teddy Bridgewater last year was a sixty-eight percent passer, nine touchdowns, two picks. He's twenty-seven years old. And maybe I root for Teddy. I like him. And he went through a horrific injury, and he came back, and he's a great team player. He decided not to leave and go to Miami, where he could have been the starting quarterback. And then he went 5-0 and when Drew Brees was out. Right? Then he went in Seattle. Like he, he played really well. I, I just I don't know what this conversation is. This feels like this is media-driven again. But are you excited? Well, I mean, the, Jeff Duncan, the New Orleans, the number one beat reporter, said that he, he's viewed as Steve Young in the building. As a, after taking over from Montana. Okay. Because of the BYU connection? And he runs? And he's, a, he's white and he's an athletic? Like they think that they're going to have continuity from Drew Brees okay. to I, I don't know if that's continuity. BYU, lefty, running, white quarterback. Yeah, but he's he's different than Drew Brees. Like, the continuity is di- – like, your offense is different. So, it's not like you could say, hey, here you go. If I said to Michael Thomas, and I said this privately to him, hey – do you want Taysom in there or do you want Teddy? You know what he's saying? Uh, I want Teddy all day long. Do uh, do do I want to get 80 balls or do I want to get 130? And that's your lead receiver there. There's no way he's going to go Taysom all day. They'll be all in on Teddy Bridgewater on that team. Yes, Nicole. By the way, he's not left-handed. I just seen him throw only a couple times in my life. Oh, I thought so you were talking about Steve Young. Oh, yeah, yeah, Taysom Hill. I said they had all this stuff in common. <laughs> Big running quarterbacks right. out of BYU. It is kind of funny that it's like that. I thought you were in love. You don't even know if your your quarterback is right-handed or left-handed. I think Taysom Hill was probably – well, Lamar Jackson was the number one most exciting, but Taysom Hill, by the end of the year, was the second most exciting guy in the league. Mahomes is too good to be exciting now. But what you guys are talking about? It was so fun in that playoff game when he came in and just like one play okay, catches that it. Was, one play that was one game. They started kind of trending that way. It, it, it's just so he was the new. second most exciting player. Yes, besides Mahomes, besides Lamar Jackson, he's like the Shohei Itani of, oh, so of he's, football. He's what? He's like the Shohei Itani of football. No. He's, Shohei Otani can do both. He's actually a starting pitcher, and he's a great hitter. Right, and Taysom's a very good wide receiver. We don't know what he is. Come on, get on board. I know, but you're you're. This is the same thing when people go, "Hey, what do you think of Brady going to the Cowboys?" I go, "He's not going to the Cowboys." That's what I'm hearing. I'm going, okay. 
now you're doing this with Dave Taysom Hill. He can be the next right-handed Steve Young now. I mean, that was the Saints beat reporter said that on our air to you, not me. I mean, well, Jeff, Duncan, Jeff Duncan's wrong. How's that? He was probably quoting Sean Payton. Sean Payton is wrong. Yes, Paul. Maybe he said Taysom Hill will play like a right-handed Steve Young. Like Steve Young played with his right hand. That's what kind of player he's going to be. You know, Steve Young is last year in college through 33 touchdowns in, in an era where passing was a lot less. Taysom Hill threw 12 at BYU. At BYU, 12 is like uh, three quarters. I I would love to see this. Taysom Hill becomes the starting quarterback, and then we could see how good he is. It would be fun. I just, I don't want to go, here's the keys to my expensive car, and you're, it's like giving the keys to an expensive car to a 16-year-old. Hey, go out there. Have fun tonight. That's what they're doing. They're giving their keys to that expensive car to somebody who is 30 years of age but hasn't played the position. Yes, You're a guy who loves watching Jameis Winston. You want them to hand the keys to a responsible, mature no, Teddy Bridgewater? Jame- Give I, it to Taysom Hill and see what happens. The only reason why I love Jameis Winston is because he giveth and taketh away. So, you have no idea what's going to happen next. Exactly. Teddy Bridgewater, you know exactly what's going to happen next. He's going to be good and solid. They'll win 12 games and go from there. But, but Jameis Winston is a better quarterback than Taysom Hill is. Oh, yes, of course. Would you say that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. No, okay. I was like, wow. Where this Taysom Hill thing is a wild experiment. It's a wild, crazy idea. But you could better you start off the segment by saying Cam Newton or Taysom Hill. I mean, that's like where we well, are. Well, if they're available, and they're the and the reason why is they're the same age, basically. And I would take Cam Newton if he's healthy. I would. <laughs> Call me crazy. Feels like there's a larger sample size with Cam Newton where I go, yeah, I think I have an idea who he is. So the former MVP over the guy who's thrown 12 passes. <laughs> and, and is yet to throw a touchdown pass. All right. Uh, I watched some basketball last night. I guess the Sixers are back. I love this, you know, immediate referendum on, on a team like night by night. We do this with the NFL. Like every Monday we have all the answers. You know, the NBA. Yep, Sixers are back. Now the Clippers going to have problems against a team that's got some size here. All right. I, th- I, th- I think both teams will be fine. I think we we have an idea who both of these teams are. I think the Clippers are going to be there at the very end fighting with the, the Lakers. I do think size will be an issue for them. Uh, they don't have that rim protector. 76ers, it was a good night for them. It was. But, I, you know, once again, do I think the – I know the 76ers. No, I still think that there's an Embiid-Ben Simmons issue that will have to be settled in the offseason. I do. And I would stay with Ben Simmons over Joe LMB. I would. Uh, let me see. What else? Uh, Zion went off last night. He had 31. Went over Portland. He's averaging 21 a game this season. First player to average at least 20 points a game, shooting 50% from the floor through his first nine games. The other players, Grant Hill and Shaquille O'Neal. And Zion's still learning the position here, and he's still trying to get 100% healthy, and that has to be the exciting part of it. The Pelicans are a fun team. Lonzo Ball's playing well. Brandon Ingram. It's fun. I'm happy for New Orleans and Memphis, those teams. Um, And Zion has played well, and he still doesn't have a signature move. Um. You know, he's shooting a little bit better from the line, but he's got to be a better free throw shooter. You're going to get fouled. 
you know, that, that kind of body with that drawing, that kind of contact, you're going to get fouled, you know, 10 times. You're going to go to line 10 times a game, probably, at some point. Yeah. I like watching J.J. Reddick's uh, facial expressions at times on the court when Zion does something amazing. Oh, man. He's just, like, in awe of this kid. He's just so explosive that, that you just don't – he's a – he, he jumps high, and he jumps quick when he jumps high. Yeah, Paul. Giannis, in his first season in the league, he was 19 years old. He averaged about 25 minutes per game, similar to Zion. He averaged seven points a game and four rebounds. Yeah, but he wasn't. I know there's a long way to go. Well, no, Zion, you know, was a more finished product because he played at Duke. You know, Giannis was just learning the game. Yeah, Giannis didn't start averaging over 20 until he was fourth season in the league at age 22. He really blossomed. He had... Three full seasons under his belt as kind of a up-and-coming, interesting project. Remember when I came on the air that day and I said, the Bucks are going to win 50 games, and then everybody in Wisconsin was like, yeah! And then uh, all of a sudden, Jason Kidd got fired, and then my Bucks weren't as great as I thought. Yeah, McClellan. You're one year off. I know it was. I mean, they exploded yeah, the year after that with the same nucleus. With a win tonight against the Pacers, the Bucks would go into the All-Star break with an 870 winning percentage. That would be the sixth best record winning percentage-wise by a team entering the all, uh, All-Star break all time. Four of the five teams with a better record went on to win the title. Here comes that what? Uh, by the way, I'm not the only one who thinks that, you know, or Sean Payton's not the only one who thinks Taysom Hill is a franchise quarterback. Here's Taysom Hill talking about the Saints and whether or not they view him as a franchise quarterback. Do I want to leave? The fact of the matter is no, I, I, I don't. But as you look at free agency, you have to find, you know, the right opportunity for you. Sure. You have to find this, the, the situation to take care of your family. To, you know, I want to play quarterback in this league, and if New Orleans don't view me that way, well, then I, I have to leave. Now, I just don't know where he would go. Like, who's going to say, and how much does he cost? Because he wants to go as a quarterback. Therefore, he gets a higher uh, price tag. Uh, but who is going to take Taysom Hill? Of all these teams that need quarterbacks, and there's quarterbacks in the draft, and there's a lot of free agent quarterbacks out there, would you have Andy Dalton or Taysom Hill, McLovin? Andy Dalton. Okay. Not even close. No. Okay. Ask me about Jacoby Brissett or Taysom Hill. Jacoby Brissett or Taysom Hill. I would consider comboing them. Platoon quarterback. Yeah, but he doesn't want to go and do that again. Yeah. He wants to be the starting quarterback. I just, I don't, I don't see it. Scott in Utah before we take a break. Hey, Scott, what do you have for me? Good morning, gentlemen. So, uh, I'm a Utah fan and living in Salt Lake, you can't get away from BYU News. And when Taysom Hill was down there in Provo, so he was a return missionary at a high school. He grew up in Idaho. Uh, so he came into BYU, took the two years on the mission, came back. And every year that he started, I think he had a season-ending injury up until his last year. So he, that, I mean, that's why he was at BYU for seven or eight years because, you know, he'd get a medical redshirt, medical redshirt. I would not trust that guy to stay healthy for a 16-game NFL regular season. No, you got a point there, Scott. Thanks for the phone call. We'll take a break. More phone calls coming up here. It's 19 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance 
along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 33120. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. I asked the following question last hour. How would LSU's national title team do against the best XFL team? I got this from Danny Sheridan, the great odds maker. Very tricky, as right now, two to five teams would be in the hunt for the XFL championship. Plus, it's hard to follow, as it's only week one. Better opinion after the XFL championship game. So that'll be April 26th. Since they are considered semi-pros and the best that didn't make an NFL team, based on them playing this weekend, I'd make the D.C. Defenders or the Houston Roughnecks a minus-two favorite to win the league after week one. Seven-and-a-half-point favorite versus LSU. Wow. I disagree with this. The D.C. Defenders or Houston Roughnecks would be a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against LSU, according to Danny Sheridan. Uh, Danny Sheridan uh, reminding me, many years ago I said on uh, the show, I said the worst NFL team would be at least a 28-point favorite over the best college football team, as every NFL team are pros, whereas the best college football team might have four to ten NFL draft choices on their roster that are juniors and seniors. How many NFL players do we have on LSU? How many of those players will play in the NFL? Probably 15 to 20, I would imagine. Because these aren't just the starters there. you got guys that are going to play in the NFL. So you they're have, only 18 or 19. Aren't they sort of works in progress a little bit? They are. But they're 21 or 22. Well, they, their best player is 19. He's 20. Who, yeah. LSU? Yeah, the quarterback. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Stingley. But, Stingley's awesome. But, yeah, Burrow. Burrow's 23. He's yeah, older than Lamar Burrow. Jackson. Yeah. Seven-and-a-half-point underdogs against the best XFL team? Hmm. They did. The D.C. defenders do have the MVP in Cardell Jones, apparently. Who would you rather have, Cardell Jones or Joe Burrow? <laughs> yeah, Paul. The D.C. defenders would swap rosters right now with the LSU team. I would. And Don't you think LSU, they've been practicing for weeks and weeks and weeks, and some of those players have been practicing together for a couple of years. They'd be so much more coordinated in a one-time game against the D.C. defenders. I would think so. They've had probably 15 practices. 
But but Danny Sheridan is saying, let's wait until the XFL championship. They've been able to play together for a couple of months, and then you might get a, bit, a different opinion on that. LSU was pretty damn good. I'm going LSU against the D.C. defenders. Straight up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'll give you a couple points. I'll give you three, and I'll take LSU. I think this is unlikely to happen, <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> Yes, McLeod. DC also, they used uh, Tyree Jackson would come in like Taysom Hill and ran him down. So remember, you're a quarterback out of Buffalo? Yes, that big guy. Yeah, and he would only run, and he would just rumble down the field. He's and, like 6'7". Yeah, he's huge. Uh, and they also had Donnell Pumphrey, the all-time wrestling leader. Uh, remember the little guy out of San Diego State? San Diego State? Oh, State? Yeah. And I'm just thinking they have a wide receiver named Malachi Dupre. I've never heard of him, but I love that name. I think it's Malachi. Yeah, oh. I think so, too. Well, there you go. But he's out of LSU, by the way. Yeah. See, they, oh, they have a lot of names on here. There are a lot of names of guys you remember from college. Not Malachi Dupre, apparently. <laughs> Loved his work. <laughs> Tyler Palka? Is that the same guy? That was Northwestern, wasn't it? Wasn't he the quarterback at Northwestern? Tyler Palko or something like that? Jeff in Detroit joins us. Hey, Jeff, what's on your mind today? What up, though, Dan? It's just uh, sitting here listening to the conversation you guys are having. Reminded me of, like, 1991, the L.A. Clippers versus the running Rebels of UNLV. <laughs> Who would win? How much would they win by, oh, my goodness. Okay, Paulie, would you look at the Clippers roster there? This is 1990-91, Jeff, with, the, with uh, Larry yeah, Johnson, Stacey Okay. Yeah. So you got Greg Anthony in there, Stacy Ogman, Larry uh, Larry Johnson, Anderson Hunt Anderson was in Hunt. there. Greg Anthony. Yep. Uh, you had um, who is the center? Butler. Mm. Butler and Ackles were the two big men off the bench. Ackles. Ackles. Wasn't Ackles in the hot tub? <laughs> he yeah, Anderson Hunt and uh, Richie the Fixer Perry were in the hot tub. Okay. All right. So uh, give me the Clippers roster. Ninety one, ninety two Clips. Yeah. Hold, please. Do you remember who's on that team, Jeff? I do not remember. Okay. Oh, man. Manning, maybe. I have it. So the the big stars on the 91 Clippers, Olden Polonies, Charles Smith, Ron Harper, Benoit Benjamin, Ken Norman, Gary Grant, Danny Manning, Winston Garland. I'm going to go Clippers over the Rebels. Yeah, I will. Because Stacy was a, a, a really good player. Larry Johnson was a really good player. Anderson Hunt didn't play. Greg Anthony was a role player. Uh, I had that same. I had that same viewpoint because I mean, a professional team is going to run over. Uh, oh yeah, Clippers. Clippers got some big guy. Ken Ken Norman was a big dude. I mean, they had they, they had some size. I mean, Benoit Benjamin wasn't a good player, but had size there. Yes, he. Oh yeah. Oh yes, Jeff. Yes, 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 yes. With this uh, situation going on with the Houston Astros. And Verlander being a surefire uh, Hall of Famer, do you see them kind of maybe holding him out of the Hall of Fame, or will this be so far gone by the time he's eligible that we'll forget all about it? I think Jose Altuve is going to have a little bit more of a problem than uh, Justin Verlander, in my opinion. That's what it feels like. Thank you, Jeff, as always. Yes, you had a uh, comment? Matt. Back to the UNLV thing. I thought Stacy Augman was going to be like the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, he was a hell of a player. Yeah, he was, and he and he could play offense and defense. He wasn't a great offensive player, but he was one of those guys on defense. 
That's why Jerry Tarkanian was really a brilliant coach. Uh, and people, it gets lost on people because all they want to talk about is, did Jerry get away with cheating, you know, recruiting? And uh, he, his kids played defense. UNLV, they were the running rebels, but they wanted you to run. They, but they played defense. They wanted up-tempo. Like, how many up-tempo, how many layups, dunks did they get? And, uh, you know, I always wondered about this. And, and we had this argument at SportsCenter at the time. Because I was thinking, is this as good a team as we've ever seen in college basketball history? The running Rebels of UNLV. Now, they could shoot. They could score. They weren't afraid. And, you know, you had a, a star player in Larry Johnson. The only question I ever had about them, what will happen when they get into a close game? Because they were blowing everybody out. And you saw that. Now, remember, they blew out Duke. I mean, they crushed Duke. And then they got into that next year. And I always, I just kept saying, if they get into a close game, how are they? How well, well will they do? And we saw they got into a close game, and it didn't go well for UNLV. If they had gone back-to-back, then you could have at least an argument. Then they're in the conversation. Yeah, Paul. I don't know if people have made this comparison, but Zion Williamson, if you compare him to Larry Johnson, when he got to UNLV, Larry Johnson was 20, almost 21 years old. He was a JUCO transfer, but he was 6'6", 255. And that was the day when weightlifting wasn't the biggest deal in the world. Larry Johnson looked like a grown, you know what, man when he got to UNLV. And and they kind of play similarly because Larry Johnson had a nice outside game. Decent outside oh, game. Oh, no, he, he turned out to be a, a pretty good outside shooter. He and dealt with injuries with the back. Larry was Larry's a really good player. Yeah. Not as explosive as Zion. I still go back to, my comp is Blake Griffin for Zion Williamson. And 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 not necessarily body, but the style of his play. Because Blake wasn't a great shooter, wasn't great at the line, but a very explosive player. And I said, if you, if, if, if his ceiling, if Zion's ceiling is 25 and 13, You'll take that, but I think people will be disappointed if he's a 25 and 13 player. Blake Griffin has a chance to go to the Hall of Fame with the numbers that he's put up. And you, you know, we've forgotten about him because of injuries here. But if if I can get those numbers out of Zion Williamson right now, I take that all day. I just think now the up tempo part of the NBA, there's so much more scoring, and numbers are inflated a little bit now. Zion doesn't take advantage of the three-point shot. Had I don't know if he had any threes last night. I think he had four threes in that opening game. I don't know if he's made an, a, another three-pointer since then. It's not a good shot. It's not a jump shot. It's just sort of a, a lean-in shot. But I need him to be a, 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 a really good free-throw shooter. And then you, you start to add range. And that's what players do. You know, the Greek freak has done that. You just... Add a little bit more every year, a little bit more range, a little bit more range. When you get to the three-point line, now all of a sudden you can change the game. Greek Freak is changing the game because he can beat you inside. He can take two dribbles from half court, and he can also shoot the three. And he has nice touch there, and he's a great defender. You know, that reminded me watching Ben Simmons last night. Ben Simmons on a short list of really good defenders. Now, you had Kawhi who put up good numbers last night, but Ben Simmons is a good defender. He is. And you know who was great last night? Stan Van Gundy was the analyst. 
And he said the following. Lou Williams, he goes right, he's going to the hoop. He goes left, it's a pull-up jumper. I love that stuff. I love it. When he goes right, he's going to the hoop. When he goes left, he's going to pull-up jumper. That's good stuff. And I I don't know how many games he's going to do, but I thought Stan Van Gundy, that that was really it. And do you see where Jeff Van Gundy, rumored to be up for the Knicks job at the end of the season? Kid Van Gundy back in there. Now that we know what his personality was like, when he was there, he didn't share much of his personality. Or when he worked with Pat Riley, didn't know much about him. Now all of a sudden you're like, all right, Van Gundy would be fun. If you're Van Gundy, do you leave the broadcast booth to take the next job? The other guy is Tom Thibodeau. I like Tibbs, but I, no, no. Not for the Knicks. I don't know. He doesn't feel like a modern-day coach with the style that he has. You know, it's a disciplinarian, it's defense, and all those things. And another thing, did Jimmy Butler get the last laugh of all these places he told us about that were in disarray? He told us about the Sixers. He told us about the Timberwolves, right? And now he's with the Miami Heat. And the Heat are doing pretty well. He told about the immaturity with these younger players with the Sixers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. And now all of a sudden, Jimmy Butler, he can, if he wants to, he can say, I told you. Yes, Todd. I think he's got the last laugh. As long as Miami continues to play well, he was right about Philly and certainly right about Minnesota. Did we hear <laughs> Did we hear from Pat Riley about my dream? You have not yet. Have, okay. I think he may be a little frightened about you. Yeah, I would be it. too. And, you know, it's not... Often when a man tells a man that he had a dream about him. He doesn't do a lot of interviews in the first place. And then you add on a Dan Patrick dream. uh, Yes, McLovin. You know who I really don't like? NBA player? No. Like the best bad guy we've had in years. Marcus Morris is pure evil. You know, Clippers forward. But in a good way? If you're a Clippers fan, yes. If you're anybody else, he is trouble town. He's like a... Like, uh, what's a guy? Is that like Flavor Town yeah. with Guy Fieri? <laughs> he needs a nickname, Marcus Troubletown Moore. Yeah, Draymond would get in the opponent's head. Like he, yeah, I, but it doesn't feel like Draymond wants to fight you, right? Marcus, will fight Mar- you. Marcus, it feels like he wants to fight you. I was actually, you, I get so mad because he sort of instigates in little ways throughout the game. Yeah. But if I'm a Clippers fan, he's a really nice addition. Are the Clippers still a title contender? Are they right there? Yes. Well, I, but we never talk about them because, like, we don't know if Kawhi's going to suit up. Well, I don't know who's playing. Yeah. Like, I, you know what? I have load management, too, when it comes to talking about the Clippers. So I just take a couple of days off before I talk about the Clippers. Yes, Todd? Were you okay with the double technicals, or did you expect uh, at least one of them to get ejected with the uh, Embiid, uh, Marcus Morris shoving that was going on lately? I, it always, it, you don't start it simultaneously. But nice two-handed shove Morris gave I know. Either. I know. That's where I just start there and say, no, I'm going to tee you up. You retaliate, you know, whatever. But the, the the double technical, there's nothing worse than you go, oh, they're, oh, they're going to oh, get, gonna get teed up. And you go, he's getting teed up, and you're getting, oh. Offsetting penalties. Yeah, so I know. <laughs> uh, yes, McLovin. Yeah, the double, I think that's the easiest way. Just nothing to see town. here. Let's move on with that. I get the double forward technical. from Troubletown, Marcus Morris. <laughs> Yeah, he's the all-time from he's the a, University of Troubletown, Marcus. His banner 
his jersey is retired in Trouble Town. Him, Draymond Green, Dennis Rodman. I don't know who else. Can we talk to uh, Clippers PA announcer? Can he introduce Marcus Morris? Is Marcus Trouble Town? I smell a T-shirt. I don't know about you oh. guys. Oh, they're showing it now. He is such a Trouble Town guy. <laughs> Welcome to Trouble Town. He's like, Embiid is wrestling with someone. He just walks in. I'm a peacekeeper. I'm just giving you a little shout, but I'm a peacekeeper. Oh. Take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. All of that coming up here on the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Napa know-how. Now at Napa, get a free Chase Elliott racing hat with any $25 purchase. Set of brakes? That'll cover it. New battery? That worthy. Replacing an air filter? Then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break 25 bucks? Chase approved. So get what you need and a free Chase Elliott hat. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 331 Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. It's always nice when you go out. We have a green room here. And how do they come up with the name green room? Stand by. Okay. No, I just, it dawned on me. I went out and I go, all right, that's our green room where we greet our guests. And when I go out there and there are three cases of Stoli. And I go, that's a pretty good morning. When you finish the show and you go out and you got all this Stoli out there, somebody's dropping off. Yes, Paulie. bunch of theories about the term green room. One story that's popular is London's Blackfriars Theater in 1599 included a room behind the scenes, which happened to be painted green, where the actors waited to go on stage, and they just called it the green room because of the color, and then it just caught on in the circuit, the uh, theater circuit. Because I've been in a lot of so-called green rooms, and they're not green. But I don't know if they just say, hey, that's our... Jimmy Fallon had a great green room. It was a... Like the interior of a log cabin. Very cool. He did a great... Like, I wanted to take some stuff out of that. It was pretty cool. He had some nice tchotchkes there. And then here he is. He's talking to me. And he said, hey, it'll be fun on the show. And then he goes, I got to go. And then about, it seemed like 30 seconds later, and here's Jimmy Fallon. He walks onto the stage. (laughs) I go, all right, that's pretty good. So much for that prep time of getting on stage. And uh, so, uh, let me see. Oh, who had the question about Jose Altuve's jersey? Because it looked like he had a wire on, and we were debating this. And Tom Berducci was talking about how Altuve didn't want his jersey ripped off because his wife, I guess, said, you know, I don't want you taking off your shirt. And remember, the, the Astro players get their jerseys ripped off, and Altuve hits the game-winning home run, rounding third, and he's like, no, no, don't take off my jersey there. And then I saw all those social media posts where he's got his shirt off 
on vacations with the family. I, I don't think he was embarrassed by that, but was he mic'd up for the game? I never just, heard that. Is that possible? I, I don't know. I just because he's holding on for dear life that you, he doesn't want you to rip off his jersey. And he's saying, no, don't rip off my jersey. Did he have some kind of electronic buzzer on? <laughs> if they find out that's true, then do you take away the World Series? The official investigation found no evidence of that. Remember they addressed it about a month ago? Okay, but they... what did he have on? He's got a wire. I can see that. Really? Yes. And so did, uh, who was it, Josh Reddick? or uh, was, Don, Bregman. Don, was it Bregman or Reddick? I don't know. Somebody has a, a wire on during an interview. I think it was Reddick. Is that him? Yeah. Okay, Todd, astroapologist. If yes. we find out that he had a, oh, yeah? Is this a buzzer on top of everything else and some wire and they made up the story she embarrasses and like her husband coming to get around home with his shirt off? Come on. It's very hard to believe. That's got to be the last straw. Banging, buzzing. Can you imagine that you're there at the plate and, and you're the catcher and you just hear this <laughs> trying to let him know that it's a fastball or something? That calzone didn't sit with me. you got to come up with something really quick. <laughs> you have a buzzer going off I all the sure time. I do. <laughs> I got an asterisk next to my name constantly. You, you have an ask? Ah, there you go. All right. Family show. Family hey, show. Hey, oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, final results for the poll question, then we have this day in sports history. Would you vacate the Astros uh, title? 63% say yes. All right. This day in sports history, Paulie. 1878, Frederick Thayer patented the Thayer. baseball catcher's mask. The first ever baseball mask was invented and patented by Frederick Thayer. Thayer. And then Wayne Gretzky got his 45th hat trick and achieved 40-plus goals in the season for the 10th time in his career, most ever. Yeah, see. I wonder how many columnists were like, soft catcher's mask, really? <laughs> you guys are soft. Do you think they said that about goaltenders? Ruining the game. Oh, They're ruining at, the game. Look at this. Look at this. you got to cover up his face. Hey, pretty boy. Hey, in my day, we didn't wear face masks. <laughs> I, would, I miss when real men played the game. Mm. these guys wearing face masks. My dad broke his nose nine times playing football, and they didn't have face masks. And, and so it, if I would have said to him, hey, you could have had it, would you have worn a face mask? I'm going to guess he probably would have because it looked like my dad broke his nose nine times. Yeah, that's like you break your nose so many times that you can tell, oh, I just broke it. Yeah. You don't even react okay. anymore. Oh, great. I just broke my nose again. Well, it I doesn't had, hurt anymore. You're like, ah. Oh, I had had so many knee surgeries. I remember running in Central Park with somebody, and I said, oh, I, I, just, uh, I just tore a ligament. And they go, you did not. I go, no, I did. I tore a ligament. And continued to run around Central Park, of course, and then go to dinner that night. And then the next day, I had to go to the hospital, and then I was going to have surgery because I tore a ligament. Yes, boy. Can you imagine the meeting a couple of years with the baseball officials right before they invented the catcher mask? You know, the catchers are all getting their face broken, their, their orbital bones. I wish we had something to put over. And let's table that. Table that till next year. I wanted to get in another Meet Friday song. Uh, here's Jimmy in Chicago. Keep sending those in because we'll get ready for our uh, Meet Madness. That'll be coming up starting March. Here's Jimmy. Trigger me, the others don't compare. Steak, beef, and chicken wings, medium well done or rare. It's the beef that makes me go insane. Talon and Seton Paul, EDP, let's make it rain. Well, there's nothing I can do. 
I only want to be with you. <laughs> Suck it back row. All right. That is uh, that's, uh, Jimmy in Chicago, a little hootay in the blowfish. Yes, Bob. Can you believe we actually convinced Darius Brucker to sing Hold My Hand? Oh, my on God. Do we, do we have that on short notice? Two days we'll have to find this. But when Paulie goes, I'm going to have Darius sing Hold My Ham. With a little dry rug <laughs> and some tenderness. We'll smoke a little brisket, but we won't make a mess. With a little salt and some harmony, we'll bring the world together. We'll bake old ham, because... I got a hand for you. Come on, back I got a hand for you. I want to drive with you. Hold my hand. Hold my hand. Hold my hand. I'll take you a place where you can be. Hold my hand. Anything you want to be because... I want to smoke me. Oh, the best. Let's go. The best that I. Oh, I felt bad. That's that's where we took advantage of a friendship, right there. Yeah, Paul. I saw him later that night at the Traeger party. He goes, "Dude, you owe me like half a million dollars." <laughs> he goes, "This is the biggest song I ever, I ever recorded." Yeah, Todd. Paul has a way to get people to embrace things that they normally are just okay. their better judgment. They're going to look really foolish. First of all, Darius was hungover, and it was six thirty in the morning. And then he hands him lyrics, and then all of a sudden he starts singing. <sighs> what we learned brought to you by. Our new Valentine's Day partners. 1-800-Flowers. Today only get the 24-stem colorful rose medley, $29.99. Upgrade to 24 red roses, $10 more. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon, enter the code Patrick. A lot of fun today. Thanks for your participation. We'll do it again tomorrow here on the Dan Patrick Show. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right, no credit card necessary, and simply search for our shows to start listening. Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331 5-Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.